Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Was lucky enough to join the Super Coach Experience to review this round 25 of rugby league to kickstart a little final series thing that we're doing on his podcast. It was unreal. Really great chat. A bit of dribble on my end, but it was a really fun chat there with the Super Coach Experience. If you don't already follow him, make sure you go ahead. You follow the Super Coach Experience, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. He's absolutely everywhere, so make sure you give him a follow. Really great content, really great podcast, really great bloke as well, so make sure you give him a follow. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, and I'm joined here by Big Les from Big Les's League Podcast. How are you, Big Les? I'm not doing too bad, mate. Happy to be on. Very happy to have you on. This is something different that we are trying out. This is going to be a finals edition podcast. We're going to base this solely on rugby league and the finals. So I know it's a bit of an awkward time. It's probably the worst time to start this podcast, the the week that is most irrelevant in the rugby league year, but there's no better week to start it for us. So Big Les, how are you? And how has your journey been podcasting? Um, I got you on because I, I think you're similar content creator to myself and you just have the passion for podcasting. Yeah, totally, mate. I've um, been very passionate since the get-go. Um, just sort of starting to find my groove a little bit, but uh, it was a long, long journey. Obviously, um, starting out, I think it's one year now that I actually started. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time. Just started to get the following as well, which is fantastic. I basically started out of boredom for lockdown, got straight into it and been loving it ever since. And it's been awesome. It's been so good just to have that fan reaction, have something away from school as well. I've really loved it. And uh, it's been an awesome journey and I can't wait to keep going with it. Isn't that kind of how every social media career has kicked off, COVID lockdown? Oh, I know. It's been hectic. I think <laughs> that our COVID lockdowns inspired a lot of people. I find that there's been a real growth in NRL pages and I think that uh, it's mainly because of that lockdown. People are bored. People want to talk about what they're passionate about. And I think it's awesome. It's really awesome to see all these new sort of rugby league brands come out. Yeah, I've loved it. And I've loved me personally having this podcast on my own platform now. been a real joyride. And yeah, as you said, because of lockdown, I think that it's really inspired this run of uh, podcasts to come through. So totally, lockdown has been a big, big influence for all these podcasts to come in. It's very good. Obviously, there's a bloke in a bar, rugby league guru and Clarky's column who are all kind of they've kind of paved the way for for all of us but there is no cookie cutter way to exactly go about it so uh, i'm sure you've kind of based some things here and there off those blokes and uh, you're kind of learning things as you go and creating your own style I, i notice you do do a lot of shorter podcasts um which is 
which is great because it's the bite-sized kind of podcast that people can do to uh, just listen to on the go. Uh, Rugby League Guru does a lot of that and he does that great. Um, I'm sure you got a bit of inspiration off him. Yeah, totally. Copy the best to be the best man. I think that just having to watch all these guys, like as you said, Bloke in a Bar, Rugby League Guru, uh, even Hello Sport to some extent. I know they do much longer ones, but just the style of podcast, which they do, it's very entertaining for the viewer. So yeah, watching these guys that are at the top now and sort of, you know, taking pieces of what they do. It's been really, really fun. As I said, that journey, but yeah, you definitely take little bits of what you say and really try to push that into your own content. And I think that's where I've really got the biggest following or the biggest listening when I have taken bits of what other guys are doing and putting it into my own. Very good. Um, so obviously this uh, the Supercoach experience is purely Supercoach-based, um, but we are very passionate rugby league fans, and we have an opinion. Everyone has an opinion on rugby league, and the reason we love this game is, you know, Supercoach fantasy. Uh, just watching the game in general, how good it is. The games on the weekend were amazing. Uh, but we're going to go into some hot topics to start off, and then we'll go into a preview of this week's games. Um, obviously, the week just gone was not finals-based, so looking forward towards the finals is what we're going to focus on mainly. Um, and I guess we'll put out, up our opinions here and there for certain things. Uh, we'll start off with the Ben Hunt contract negotiations. So uh, he was offered 700000 He asked for 850000 and what are your thoughts on this situation first up? Well, I think this guy's a million-dollar player. There's just no doubt about it. The versatility he has form-wise, how he's been playing over the past few weeks, I think there's no doubt he's a million-dollar player. He should have kept the contract he was on for the million dollars, but I think it's more so of the standpoint, not of how Ben Hunt's playing, but just they want to get some more guys into that club. Obviously, they were doing the money ball sort of tactic um, over the past year. It sort of worked. It sort of hasn't. And I think they want to get more stars into that club. So, you know, downgrading Ben Hunt, I think, is the way to do that. But I don't know. I just think it's not really going to work because I think it might push Ben Hunt to maybe go back to the Broncos and play hooker there or go to the Dolphins, a new club that can pay him much more than what the Dragons can. So it's interesting. I think the Dragons are holding that money to, you know, invest in other guys. But it's going to be very interesting what happens over the next few weeks. I see what they're doing, though, you know, like the top 100 rich list was released a couple of weeks ago ago and in the top 10 of the top 100 were dragons players so i get they're trying to manage that cap a little bit better than they have been but ben hunt is not the person to to lowball personally imagine seeing him at the dolphins under wayne bennett next to anthony milford with cody nicarima coming off the bench how good would that be that, that's the big topic, mate. Would you play him at seven or would you play him at nine? That's the big argument that's going around at the moment. I think there's not 16 great full uh, halfbacks in the game uh, to go around. So if he isn't playing seven, then a club is going to snatch him up to play seven. That's my opinion, but he's a better hooker. So I do agree with you. Uh, it all depends on what he wants. He, if he wants to play halfback, he's got to play halfback, right? Yeah, totally. It, it depends where he wants to be. Uh, he's come of that age now where he's sort of in his peak. And I think coaches are going to be more reliant to put him where he wants to be. But I think from what we saw from Origin, what we've seen from him at hooker, he's definitely a better hooker than he is a seven. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if, as I said before, a Brisbane try and snatch him to have him in the spine with Renault with Gamble or Ezra Mam, depending on who they go for. Reese Walsh as well. I think any chance to fit him into that spine, I think they're going to go for it. But yeah, I think I agree with you in the fact that 
there's not too many good sevens that going around. So it'd be very interesting to see, as I said, over the next few months to what happens with Ben Hunt. I think him at nine at the Broncos would be nearly the only place I would want him at nine. But geez, it's a, it's a real tough one. Uh, moving on, uh, Graham Annesley has come out and said repeat offenders for high grade fines throughout the judiciary system are going to be charged worse and get harsher fines. So what are your thoughts on this? I think this is a really weird one. Uh, the start of the season, they came out and pretty much said every year you're on a clean slate but they've kind of backflipped on that to some extent what are your thoughts on it well i've noticed over the past few weeks there's been more fines handed out than there have been suspensions but yeah this is so weird for me i think that i think a new year a new slate is the way to go with these sort of things and i think that catching out repeated offenders again and again giving them worse punishments again and again imagine seeing a nathan cleary out for eight to ten weeks in a series of rugby league i mean it's not on i don't think that uh, it's the way that this should go i think that repeat offenders as the year goes on and new clean slate as you said before so to be honest I don't agree with this at all I get it if it's over the one season like for example Latrell Mitchell he got it suspended a few times last season if it's a few times over the one season I can sort of understand it but yep. over multiple seasons I think it's just not the way to go no over one season 100% because you, you get that you get that warning and then the next time you, you're pretty much gone I think hot topics here Nelson Asaf Salamona Cameron Munster Jared Warrior Hargraves I've heard a lot of people recently call them grubs. I've seen grubs online, grubs, grubs, grubs. But personally, as a rugby league fan, I love seeing that passion. And I think that if you have a bloke like that in your side playing with that much passion, you can't replace that. Totally. I think that there's a little amount of guys that just give you that spark, that energy and really hype up the team like Jared's and like your Nelson Asopa Solomoners that are just mongrels in the middle. And to find them four to eight weeks, Lindsay Collins, for example, I don't think he should have been fined or suspended at all. I think he should have been playing next week. I don't think it was too bad what he did. I get it if he was a repeated offender, but he really wasn't. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting topic, especially with the repeated offenses in one year. But finding these guys for long-term suspensions for little things, especially when they're not big offenders or uh, have done it multiple times in the year, I think it's just it's just silly, to be honest. I agree. Um, just while I've got the thought up, Victor Radley's concussion on the weekend, did you manage to catch it? I did. I actually watched him convulse on the ground. I watched the whole game. It was really confronting, yeah, and especially yeah. since there was kids around as well. Like I had my cousins over. We were watching that game, and it was really confronting for them. It was really confronting for us adults. I call myself an adult, but... It was really confronting <laughs> for all of us having to watch that. They shouldn't have shown it on live TV, but then again, what can you do? <laughs> like yeah, live TV. Yeah, I know. NRL Physio actually put out a post and he was talking about the convulsing on the ground and how it doesn't really relate to concussions and the severity of concussions. I'm a little bit surprised that Robbo didn't name him this week. I mean, then again, obviously it's, it was a pretty bad concussion if he was convulsing on the ground, but NRL Physio, the stats that have come out saying the severity doesn't correlate with the convulsing and he was out after after the game, shaking hands, and uh, he looked reasonably all right. Yeah, it depends how long Victor Radley's out for, to be honest, with the severity. But yeah, like the convulsing and the severity, it was really interesting information. What I'm, what I'm trying to say here uh, with the all the dribble, um, it's really interesting, the stats that have come out behind concussions, like stuff like that I would have never have known without NRL physio. And yeah, to answer your question, it, it was it was quite confronting. Yeah, it depends how long Victor Adley's out. It could really damage the Roosters' season. It really could. It's bizarre that it makes no difference, the fact that he was convulsing compared to had he just laid there lifeless. But, you know, that looked really bad. But as soon as he was holding his arms up and his arms were up, I was like, okay, we're, we're all good here. And he was up having a beer after the game or something. So... um. 
yeah, really good to see after that, but it was very scary. Uh, I guess before we move on to the team previews, we've got one more little lighthearted subject. Um, today, Cameron Murray actually met Hasbula. So as an NRL fan, how many weeks do you think Hasbula is going to get for that hit on well, Cameron Murray? Hasbulla wins by TKO. We've all seen it now. I think he definitely gets at least six weeks, six to eight weeks. I, I don't know who this guy is. I, I've just seen him as a meme on kind of like NRL pages and just pages in general. Mm. He's, He's now King Cameron Murray and Josh had a car. Like, is that his thing? Just King hitting people? Yeah, he does. He um he, he does it all the time. Like, whenever he's getting a photo with someone, he'll always try to King hit them. Um, he's... <laughs> I think I think he's um related to Khabib in some he's a, a mega medal of I think that's how you pronounce it I bloody hope that's how you pronounce it uh, but they're yeah. all hard hitters over in that family mate so uh, I'd be watching out if Hasbulla's crossing you in Bondi Beach or if you're in Sydney I'd be watching out for Hasbulla because. He might catch you off guard like he caught these boys. Oh, and at the end of the video there, he was... Actually, no, the Josh Car video, he took the Bulldogs of Jersey off so quickly. Unlike Bulldogs fans, he actually left the Rabbitohs one on. Oh, well.